I'm alive. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Polygon Forest, episode 39. Uh, I am Ubisoft concept artist Vin Hill, and I am joined, as ever, by the indie developer, Mr. Christopher Jarvis. Hello. Uh, it's been a slow news week, so we're going to find some things to scramble together. Um, I'm sure that joke has been said over and over again in the games industry over the past week. But, yeah, Chris, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> been a bit crazy it's isn't it it's been a bit wild it's been a week it's been i know I, I, it was it's one of those where were you moments like it people is knew where they were yeah you're right when they found out yeah i was and, and, uh, i was in bed yeah i think everyone was in bed it just hit at that time at night right like the, the thing is like for people that are just like that have lived under a rock like we're obviously going to be talking about the xbox and activision uh, acquisition which is just absolutely insane like probably the biggest news story of the decade i would say like if not yeah games industry writ large like it's it's a huge huge deal um but yeah there is this element of like where were you when it happened i think the people i feel sorry for the most is like the sony execs because like the the time frame that it landed it it landed at like nine o'clock in the morning in north america and i think in japan it's about like nine or ten o'clock at night so like them guys like getting phone calls in the middle of the night sort of thing they must have been up all yeah. night or whatever like oh my god this just happened in mass right <laughs> it's crazy it's massive yeah what does this mean the share price yeah. yeah i mean it's it's rough man but like for sony anyway but yeah huge huge news <laughs> um like i said um we're obviously going to be tackling this in, in various different ways but yeah i guess it's like so big we're not going to talk about what video games we've been playing first yeah. of all for people Sounds that are new here, for people that are new here, we normally cover what we've been playing over the week, um, and then we get into the news stories. But this is just—it's too big of a beast. Um, but it's if, too juicy. It's too juicy. It's too. It's too. It's too. Too much to chew on. So um, yeah, if you are new here, then please give us a like and subscribe. Um, hit the bell icon so you can be notified when we do go live, which we normally do every Sunday. Uh, all that good stuff. We also do a indie solo dev uh, roundtable podcast, which we do once a month, which is a check-in of our indie games if you're interested in that but for today we do need to talk about xbox and uh, activision um this just monumental sort of story that's happened this week so yes yeah i mean we need to dive straight into this i guess like i'm gonna just go briefly over the um what you call it the press release from uh, xbox which it started like this started sort of leaking out a little bit and i think they I don't think this was like a planned sort of announcement straight away. Like they were probably due to do it like later on that day. I don't think they were like trying to screw Sony over and over in any way. It just it just happened to sort of start dripping out and then they just like, okay, pull the trigger and we have to go. Um and it came in the form of this, which is the um the official press release from Xbox. Um welcoming the incredible team and legendary franchises of Activision Blizzard to Microsoft Gaming. Um Huge, huge, huge money. Like, doesn't get mentioned in this um, press release for a good reason. Um, we're talking $68 yeah. billion, dollars, which is, with a capital B, bananas. Um, we Last week, we were jokingly talking about um, Take-Two Interactive taking, uh, what company was it again? Like, it feels, feels like it was a, a million years ago. Uh, oh, I, I haven't got that written down. <laughs> I can't remember <laughs> I mean, we had a conversation about this last week. Like, Take Two took over someone for like, uh, I think it was like eleven billion or something, and we were like, "Wow, yeah, that's that's stupid ridiculous, money. stupid yeah. money." Yeah, this literally seven times bigger, kind of crazy. 
but what do you get for $68 billion? Um, apparently, you get uh, Activision Publishing, Blizzard Entertainment, Beanox, Demonware, Digital Legends, High Moon Studios, Infinity Ward, King, who's just like happily sprinkled in the middle there, like that's no big deal, Major League Gaming, uh, Radical Entertainment, Raven Software, Sledgehammer Games, Toys of Bobs, Treyarch, and every team across Activision Blizzard. Holy crap, yeah. this is massive. Like, just, yeah. Um, to sort of put this Huge. into yeah, to put this into perspective, and I'll let you sort of give your take on this as well, Chris. But like the whole mm-hmm. people think, okay, how big is Activision? Last year, the NPDs came out for the year-long NPDs, which are sort of like who sells the most video games, like every month or whatever. Like they they had the year one come out on the same day. I think it was that this happened, which is kind of insane as well. But the top two games selling. Um, for the whole of last year was Call of Duty Vanguard and the one below that was Call of Duty Cold War. So wow. like literally this year's Call of Duty and last year's Call of Duty were the most yeah. sold games yeah. from the past year. That's how big this is. Like it's a massive yeah. gorilla in this room and it is Call of Duty. And that's it's a it's a massive IP. It's the biggest IP, you could argue. It brings in a lot of money. Um so yeah, this like the fact that that player has just quote unquote been taken off the table for other publishers at this point is sort of sort of nuts. But that aside, like obviously, like they they there's a lot of market and fluff in this uh, thing, and obviously Phil Spencer's uh, now got a new uh, position at Xbox as well. He's not he's not head of Xbox anymore. He's CEO of Microsoft Gaming writ large, which Microsoft includes. Gaming all of the the pc space so this sort of gives him a promotion as well which is sort of nuts. yeah which is kind of cool yeah but like outside of all of this like what's your sort of top line gut reaction to all of this chris like how, how do you feel about this acquisition um it's a big sh- i feel it's a big shake-up uh, i feel it's a good thing for a few reasons okay. i think the major takeaway for me is that it's good because it, it feels like we might, you know, it's looking like Bobby Kotek's going to go. So there's like a poison pill in the games industry who's had a target on their back for a while now. And right. it looks like this is the way that he won't get to boss anyone around or, you know, threaten flight attendants anymore. Right. So that's a, so it's good for that reason. Um, it's also good because it's shaking up the competition between Xbox and uh, Sony and, uh, you know, Nintendo arguably as well. Um, inquiring like, the biggest game, the game that your granddad will know about or your grandma will know about. Mm. Um, they know Call of Duty. They don't understand that, that that's a video game at least. Um, so that means it's going to be good news for gamers because, again, it's ramping up that that competition. So um, it, the only people it might not be good for in the short term or the long term even is potentially Sony, uh, people that own uh, PlayStations, but we can talk about that more later but yeah the major takeaway is is that yeah it's gonna be good for those those couple of reasons what about you what's your major yeah i mean i think i'm in the same boat as you i think this is generally a good thing um not just because of like the obviously there's all the stuff that's been happening at activision blizzard this absolutely does not give them a free pass like everything that's happened um um yeah stuff is still gonna happen we're still still gonna have the uh the court cases and the trials and the suing is still going to happen. There's going to be payouts and, and all that sort of all, all that yes. sort of stuff. Still a messy ordeal ahead of Activision Blizzard because this deal actually doesn't go through until they've estimated 
um, July of 2023, if it isn't challenged by anyone, um, probably the end of 2023. So we're still looking like 18, like 18 to 24 months on this thing before it's actually said and done. But we will see the ramifications from this long before that happens anyway. Um, mm. But I think the the main thing is that you're right. Like this does kind of put the hat in the ring for Xbox, like as a major player now. Like we've always had this this gorilla in the room, which has been Nintendo. They've always had their sort of foothold in the industry, and everyone knows who they are. And like they're pretty like immovable at this point. Like you can't like even after the Wii U, like massive disaster for Nintendo. Like they just really didn't lose any money. <laughs> like that's the thing. Yeah. Like they're just they're they're, <clears throat> they're here forever sort of thing. Whereas I think everyone else was a little bit more. Uh, I don't know, more, more vulnerable to like just becoming the next Sega and just falling out of relevancy or whatever. And I think PlayStation over the PS4 era really solidified themselves to be like the next Nintendo almost. Like they're, they're now solidified enough. Whereas Xbox has always been like the third thing. Like they, they, they're always up and down. They're always hit and miss. But they're still the new kids on the block, aren't they're they? They're still the new kids on the block. And I think this deal, more than anything, solidifies that or begins to solidify that. And I think it, it sets up just a huge, a huge win for Xbox in terms of um, like competition for the, the big three. And like as much yeah. as as much as we're probably going to talk about Monopoly and all that sort of stuff over the coming months, um, it's it, it, uh, I genuinely believe this creates like an even field for all three of the of the companies now which so it feels more even yeah distributed and i think that's IPs, a, i think that's just a good thing i mean competition is great yeah. and it always is good and i think we're seeing the ramifications of good competition i think like the whole just the top line side of this is like i, I keep looking back to last gen i didn't have an xbox one i only owned a ps4 and just mm. having playstation run away with the ball literally they just open field all the way um, they didn't really have anything stopping them. They literally could have done anything that they wanted, and there wasn't really anything creeping up on them. So they didn't. They didn't really have to innovate in any way. It was just. It was very. It wasn't stagnant. We got amazing games, but in terms of the yeah. industry itself and the moves that PlayStation were making last year, it wasn't nearly as big as what they need to do now. Which, like, you're seeing like the rumors spark up about PlayStation Spartacus and and, and Game Pass and and how people are getting itchy and it's like oh crap we need to react to certain things now nothing but good for gamers in my opinion i think this is a generally a good thing overall but there's a lot of yeah. unhappy people online about this as well obviously and we've got to respect that <clears throat> as there always is yeah any yeah. any news of any sort there's always going to be the people that aren't happy <laughs> about it yeah um we can clean some of that up so there's been some twitter uh things happening in the wake of this <laughs> Most notably has been that, um, well, there's a couple of big ones, actually. I think they're both as big as each other. People saying, oh, this is going to be a monopoly. Microsoft's going to have a monopoly on video games. It's not going to go through because they will own too many IPs, and that's not fair. Okay. So what's your thoughts on that, Finn? Is is Microsoft uh, taking over Activision Blizzard um, a monopoly? No. Like, it's... This is nonsense. Like, it's absolutely ridiculous anyone thinks. I, I understand, like, I have to address, like, where this has come from, obviously. Like, the whole people worrying that it's going to be a monopoly is from PlayStation fans that are upset that this deal has gone through. Like, hardcore sort of Call of Duty fans 
that only play on PlayStation, they're just like, crap, like I just dropped $500 on this console. It's a lot of money. Um, yeah, I want to make game, sure that... Yeah, is this game going to be on there the next one. Yeah. Understandable. But like to sort of direct that at being a monopoly is sort of wrong. I th- I th- it's just, there's, there's still other third parties. Ubisoft still exists. Take-Two Interactive still exists. Unreal um obviously ubisoft uh ea like the we we I, I could list off on and on and on and on if xbox acquired every single one of them it still wouldn't be a monopoly because playstation still exists still exists Nintendo they still, still create exists. their own games yeah, there's still three still exists yeah yeah so, so you got four major platforms all making content or releasing video games so that's not a monopoly that's just a healthy a healthy, healthy market yeah i yeah. mean consolidation is going to happen eventually like this is just it's been predicted for years and now it's starting to happen and i think the reason why it's starting to happen more than anything is probably because of game pass but we'll get into that in a little bit anyway but mm. uh yeah i mean i kind of look at the whole monopoly question like i look at the uh, pc space like you look at the pc space like in terms of if you go out and buy a computer right now like what companies are you buying from like there's a lot of hard like, manufacturers, but in terms of software, like you, like what OS are you buying for your computer every single time? There's really only like a handful of different OS like providers. So you're looking at Apple, you're looking at Microsoft and Linux. That's really it, you know? Like, and if that's not a monopoly, then we really can't say that Activision are a sizable chunk enough to say that they are a monopoly of the video games industry or that Xbox are a monopoly. Um, the only thing that can be considered a monopoly at this point, the only thing is, can you dissect this down enough to say that uh, the Game Pass industry of service-based video game selling, does Xbox have a monopoly on that right now? That could be argued, yes, maybe. Well, no, because PlayStation have a... Uh... A service they have PS now, so they do, and but that's that's why it's like a massive maybe. That's the only thing that could be slightly even half interpreted that way. That there's a very small percentage, like in terms of market share, like PlayStation now is really small. Be on PC and Xbox, yeah, right. I see what you mean, and they can go on handheld consoles, and yeah, that's the only thing that's. And that's yeah, that's that's that. probably yeah. the argument that's going to be put forward the most when this thing will get challenged in court because it will it absolutely will get <clears> challenged. Um, doesn't mean to say Do that it doesn't go through. Yeah, it it, oh. it will it'll get challenged, but it won't it won't succeed. It'll go through. It absolutely yeah. will go through eventually. Like no matter what okay. people say, like these things always get challenged because the way that the U.S. Um, looks at these deals is that anything over one hundred million dollars by law they have to look at. Like it goes to the federal level. And then at the federal level, they they ask like, okay, should we look at this? Like, there's a lot of money. Like, should we, like, is there any monopoly sort of intention? Like, does Xbox only want to require Activision because they um, they sort of, you know, they, they want to create a monopoly. Like they have to look at those sort of things legitimately. Mm-hmm. And that takes a little bit of time. So and they probably are going to look at this because it's it's seventy billion dollars. There's a lot of money involved. Um, so they're probably going to look at it, but ultimately it probably will go through. That's my opinion. But how about you, Chris? Like, how how do you feel about the monopoly side of it? Uh, well, I wrote down a little note on our pre-show, and it just says um, monopoly mono equals one. I think I'm right. And it's not a monopoly because there are more than one player in the field, mm. and all the players are being you know are very very healthy yeah and there's the talk of the sony share price but 
we can talk about that in a bit but yeah in the grand scheme of things if you look at the five-year view everyone's very very healthy in in the, you know yeah. these last couple of years with lockdown and everything um everyone has just done gangbusters uh so yeah it's not a monopoly no it, it, it just That's isn't that like it's it's kind of it's it's back up <clears throat> just said in the uh, in the chat like the whole it's sort of like regulatory theater and it's it's totally true yeah like this whole yeah. like the, the fact that we have to sort of go through these hoops uh they have to show that they care sort of thing like they, that they actually look at these deals sort of legitimately at, at a government level like the bigger question is around like how the european union is going to allow this through and if they'll if they'll mm. sort of be okay with it but that's that's a while off anyway um so we still got to figure out like if it'll actually like properly go through uh, it will go through it's just like what what will the deals be cut the and how like what red tape like what will xbox have to agree to and that sort of thing but ultimately i think yeah. it's just i think it's phil spencer playing chess which we'll get into a little bit about the winners and losers um, ah hence the thumbnail hence the thumbnail phil spencer is absolutely playing chess uh but yeah what was the uh what was the next thing from twitter which we should the next the next thing from twitter was um i'll summarize it in a in a bit of a i'll summarize it in in the feeling is ah microsoft you had such an opportunity to get rid of um bobby kotek but there was nothing in the press release to say that he's going to be going if anything it's just saying that he's going to be uh you know he's still going to be in his job as the as the as the transition happens you know mm. oh microsoft what what are you playing at we could have been it could have been such a good news story yeah what no. do you think of that then yeah i just this stuff like the whole bobby kotick thing is it's sort of bananas anyway like i ultimately i don't i don't i think he's the wrong person that people should be aiming their attention at either way i know it's a hot take but it's sort of um I think we should be focusing on the, the the people that actually were responsible for these like heinous acts sort of things. But that being said, like there is obviously some responsibility and leadership that has to be sort of held accountable. And I think he's got his own. I think he needs to answer for the stuff he's done bad. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. I think, without a doubt. Yeah. But I mean, and then the stuff that other people have done bad that they should answer for it. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like yeah. the. The main reason why I say that is because, like, if you ask the average gamer that is upset about the whole Activision sort of um, the story that happened last year around, you know, how workers are being treated and stuff, if you were to ask them, okay, can you name any of the people that actually um, did all the things to like the employees? And I, I guarantee nine out of ten of them would say no. Like, they they actually would not be able to name them, but they'd be like, oh, but we need Bobby Kotick out. And it's like, okay, this is this is the problem here. It's like you. Like you, you focus your attention on one person, and then once that one person is gone, then everything is magically fixed. You think everything's sunshine right. and rainbows. Yeah, that's my yeah. ultimate issue around the Bobby Kotick thing. But in terms of this deal and Bobby Kotick, like he is walking away, a very, he's very gone. happy he's, man. He's gone. He's going to be gone. He's when gone. As soon as it's day done, one, he's yeah. going to be gone. This is the yes. thing. Like they, they put out a press release saying um, we look forward to working with Bobby Kotick and during the transition, and like that was very pointed language and to say okay after the transition dude is gone like he's out completely but it's not all celebration to the people that are like you know big fans of kotick going because kotick is probably walking away like a multi-billionaire from this deal um and yeah it was I've probably it was probably like... in the contract somewhere to say hey, if this goes through then i get to walk away from this whole thing um a very very happy man if you know what i mean 
Well, so, yeah, his um, yeah. his contract his contract has been announced. It was probably with some sort of shareholder meeting, and he get it's already in the clause of his contract where if if it gets bought out, then he gets X amount of shares. Mm -hmm. The blah blah blah. Yep. He's obviously got a load of shares that he's going to have to sell as well if, when he goes. So he gets money with that. But I've heard somewhere around two hundred and seventy million. Oh, that's with no. He'll be I don't. I don't believe with. that. I don't believe that. Yeah, you maybe in shares. Well? Maybe in shares, he'll absolutely get that. But on top of that, like his nice little paycheck before he leaves, this deal was for sixty-eight billion dollars. Like, if you seriously Are think, you thinking billion, billion I'm then? yeah, without a doubt. Like, if this dude isn't really? walking around with billions, then wow. I I would be stunned. Honestly, I really would because the uh, thing that we were going to address is like this whole misconception that people have got about this whole deal is that people think that Xbox are swinging their weight around they're just buying up all these companies because they've got the money and they were banging on the door of activision and saying hey um we want to buy you out and uh we've got the money so here's the money now get out sort of thing that's it's sort of like the weird assumption that people have got about this deal um but it's wrong it's completely wrong because like yeah. as um it's been reported on um most notably by uh jeff grubb jeff grubb knows like what he's talking about um the uh, senior journalist over at uh, VentureBeat or GamesBeat as like the division is. But he's reported like pretty extensively that Activision um, were the ones that approached Microsoft. It was very much the other way around. Uh, they were in a slump big time and they were like, yo, we want to get out or whatever because there's obviously a lot of talk about how uh, Call of Duty has sort of peaked after the pandemic. Like a lot more people have been playing video games. They mm -hmm. have just triple down on development for call of duty and they've sort of hit their peak with call of duty they don't know how to like capitalize on it anymore because they've got warzone they've got an annual release uh, outside of that how do we make more money uh, and they sort of like hit a wall on that and so they, they want to be able to sell now because like they they're probably at the best position that they can be but also the worst position obviously off the back of everything that happened and xbox probably underpaid like 68 million, 68 billion is a lot of money, but it probably should have been closer it would towards have been, like, I don't, I don't 75 or something. More, more yeah. billion. More billion. Not that <laughs> it, it matters like at this point. Right. Yeah. Like when you get and to them numbers, like less billion. Yeah. It's so dumb. Like it's way too, <laughs> like it's, it's Bezos money times 10. It's just ridiculous amount of money. Like we yeah, can't even. Uncomprehensible money. It, it's yeah. unfathomable. Like I can't even think of the number in my head, let alone even come to terms with it but yeah like so there's this whole idea that xbox were the ones that initiated this they really weren't like activision approached them and they were just like all right let's draw this up and we'll get this done quick like apparently this happened over it sort of initiated around november and they worked on it over the christmas break that's how fast this was and in terms of like yeah. legal like legal sense of stuff like it's really really quick so yeah, they, they they wanted to get this done. Uh, so that's sort of another thing to sort of nip in the bud. But yeah. Yeah, and it hasn't been, it wasn't leaked. Like no no one in the industry, everyone in the industry was shocked as well. This is the other industry. Shocked is a word to, to use. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it fascinated me that, that that point in particular, like the fact that it didn't leak is was astounding to me more than anything. Yeah. Just nuts because everyone found out at once and it was just like, oh, what? just yeah. happened like just craziness right so yeah. yeah very cool so it's unusual for that reason as well yeah mm -hmm. 
Um, so that's the Twitter cleanup stuff. We've said, yeah, instigated by Activision Blizzard. We're going to now move on to some other bits and bobs yes. and tackle it from another angle. Because we could just waffle on, but me and Vin are trying to be good. Yeah, we're, try, we're trying to keep on track. This could e- so easily go off the rails. I've been worrying about this all week because this, <laughs> this is the thing, Chris. Like, uh, there's so many other podcasts and, and people analyzing this and talking about it. Like, I've I've been listening to podcasts with like lawyers on there and stuff, and they've been talking about monopoly right. side, laughing at it pretty much like we have. Um, mm. There's I've been. Obviously, all the takes from the gaming journalists, gamers themselves, like freaking out on Twitter and all good and bad ways. So just trying to keep on track with this thing is just, oh, it's it's almost impossible. But yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll definitely try. We'll have a good go. Uh, so we're going to talk about exclusivity now. So what goes where? Hmm. So I think there are going to be some changes with the status quo with Call of Duty because Sony has had had some uh, exclusives in the past, like timing of when Call of Duty is released or exclusive on skins or equipment or bits and bobs. And so now it stands to reason that that shift was going to go at least towards Microsoft's uh, favor. So the bit, I guess the big question is, do you think Call of Duty is going to be going from PlayStation, or do you think future games are going to be launched on PlayStation? Uh, this, I mean, this is the big elephant in the room, is like, where does Call of Duty go and where doesn't it go? Um, mm-hmm. And I think this is the biggest question that people have got. And it, it's interesting how, like, the other IPs have sort of been ignored, like, is World of Warcraft going to be on Xbox now? Stuff like that. It's like, yeah. that is a huge deal, that's, and everyone's just... A- yeah. That's 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 a whole story like for like a whole podcast another time. Like how yeah, cool that Starcraft on, on Xbox, that'd be awesome. Right, and yeah. it's totally doable now, which is great. But yeah. yeah, and so like Call of Duty is the the big elephant in the room. And I I think ultimately, because the way that Spencer sort of put this on an initial uh, statement, he said that he wants <clears throat> Call of Duty to remain on PlayStation. But that is a very, very open-ended statement in terms of like, okay, what does that actually Will mean? It? Yeah. Right. Does that mean that Call of Duty Warzone will stay on PlayStation? Because it's already a, it's already a product that exists, so therefore they're going to keep supporting it, much like they do Minecraft. But if a Minecraft 2 ever was released, then that would probably yeah. be an Xbox exclusive. And that's that's how yeah. we're going to look at this. And will, they will obviously continue to support um, Call of Duty Vanguard, um, Cold War, all that sort of stuff. Like they'll the stuff carry- is currently on there, keep it going because yeah. they've already yeah, yeah. And that covers that the sense. statement that what Phil Spencer said. He said we want to keep Call of Duty on the PlayStation. That just means okay, the IP will remain on PlayStation. So we'll keep Warzone on there, we'll keep updated and we'll give you all the packs and all that sort of stuff and people can buy it and play it and enjoy it to their heart's content. But when it comes to the next standalone Call of Duty, maybe that'll be on PlayStation, but the one after that. I would seriously doubt it if it was on PlayStation. I would I would be really, really shocked. Nobody in their right mind goes out and buys a company for $68 billion and decides to share the IP. You don't do that. Like there's I don't yeah. know I don't know how like easily how much more simply I can convey that. Like that you don't you don't buy a company for that much money and keep, yeah, you know, the games on the the rivals' platform, sort of thing. Like you've, you've I got reckon, to cut these though, things. 
that I wouldn't be surprised if it is on there because what it, all it means now is that Microsoft is in the steering wheel is in the steering wheel has the steering wheel regarding how much it costs to put on there and how much money is exchanged and I wouldn't be surprised if Sony kind of kind of cave almost like want to keep it on there and are willing to pay Microsoft for the privilege of having Call of Duty to be cross-platform even though because it's micro it's Microsoft's MO to want you know in the past Microsoft has always wanted maybe in cross-platform play yeah. and maybe this is the key that Microsoft can use to get cross-platform play to work with with PlayStation because PlayStation's MO is we want to keep everything on PlayStation while we want to share our IPs with other companies while we want you know that to happen it doesn't um, service PlayStation okay maybe this is the big ticket item the big big video game that can actually you know change that and start moving things towards more cross-platform play yeah that's um that's one take whether or not it happened or not i wouldn't be surprised your way i wouldn't be surprised my way i wouldn't be surprised something down the middle where just like the status quo is, is happening and, and nothing nothing changes because i think it just comes down to who's in the room at the time how much money is going to be changing hands and who, who stands to gain the most but a lot you know the other thing is who is in the room is a big deal because it's going to be about pride and you know reputation and one-upmanship i think when it comes down to these sort of yeah sort of i think as well honestly ultimately and i think the whole reason behind this acquisition is i don't think it really has that much to do with you know wanting to only have call of duty on the xbox or something like that what i think this is more than anything else and it's why i put it on the thumbnail but i think phil spencer is playing chess and this is his <clears> biggest move yet and what phil spencer wants I think, and I've been thinking of this for a few months now, long before the story happened, but like I never really knew how they were going to go about it, but this absolutely steps in the right direction. I genuinely think that Phil Spencer, he wants Game Pass on PlayStation, which sounds insane. Like, and people will think of that and be like, that is ridiculous. Like, why would they ever agree to that? And if you, like, when you've got Call of Duty coming out uh, on Game Pass exclusively and PlayStation, are reluctantly declining the idea of having Game Pass on, on the system. It sort of stumps the whole Monopoly side of the argument as well. Because if yeah. if it goes to, if this ever goes to court or anything like that, or PlayStation ever have anything to say about it, it's like, well, they've taken this huge IP away from us. Like, of course it's Monopoly and all that sort of stuff. Um, if they ever say that, I I, I would I bet you anything that Xbox is going to turn around. It's like, well, we're very happy to put Game Pass as a service on PlayStation. Yeah, and they're going to look like idiots, and it's sort of yeah. like all of this sort of lines up towards that because ultimately, yeah. what Spencer wants, he doesn't care about the Xbox really. Like if we're being honest, he doesn't. He cares about Game Pass. He cares about subscribers. He wants subscribers. And on yeah. the same day that this deal went through, it was surprisingly announced. It wasn't a surprise because it totally lines up with all of this. It, mm. They they announced the uh, the subscriber account for. Um, Xbox Game Pass is now up to 25 million. 25 million, yeah, I heard. That's crazy. And it was, was it 19 million last year or something? Yeah, which is crazy. Uh, insane numbers. Just It's just flying up. Like they're, they're mm. basically setting themselves up to be the Netflix of the games industry. Um, mm. And this is the weird thing about the whole streaming services that PlayStation are about to, you know, put out their s- service as well. So like this, 
it, it like Sony have got a lot of pressure on them right now, not just in terms of this deal, but they've got a lot of pressure in terms of, okay, if Spartacus does not do well, we might have to cave into this idea of putting Game Pass on the PlayStation. Yeah. Which I, I honestly, I, I genuinely believe that is the goal. Yeah, I reckon that's totally the goal um, from, from Microsoft's side of, side of things. And if they do, you just know they're going to want to advertise, like like they're going to want to advertise Game Pass on the, on the IPs that they own as well. So like mm-hmm. if, in Call of Duty, you know that there's gonna, like they're going to try and get an advert for Game Pass. Yeah, I mean, even, even if Game Pass isn't on PlayStation. I don't like, even think it matters. Like, I mean, it's been really interesting. Like this week, <clears> I, I worked on Rainbow Six Extraction and just seeing like the, the different camps of how people are reacting to the game in terms of like being able to just download it and try it on Game Pass. And that's the way I advocate for people to try a game, um, especially games I've worked on because I don't, oh, yeah. you know, I don't want people to put down money just because I've said like I'd, I'd, be, I'd feel terrible about that, especially if they didn't enjoy it. But for Game Pass, there's literally, mm. there's no, there's no, like... You've already invested. You've right. paid the money. Yeah. yeah it's, it's just your time. It's just your yeah. time at that point. So, like, I don't even think you need to advertise Game Pass for anyone. Because if, if you're, like, it's just word of mouth. Like, oh, you bought Call of Duty for $70 on the PlayStation? That's cute. You know, sort of thing. It's like, <laughs> guess what I did? I downloaded it for free. <laughs> like, it just, yeah. it, it sells itself. And that's the problem with Game Pass and Sony right now is like they know that and I think they need that rifle out as soon as possible. Otherwise, that whole idea of Game Pass is just going to grow and grow and grow to the point that people aren't just suggesting that it should be on PlayStation, but it's probably, you know, like fans are probably going to be calling for it at some point, especially if it's IP that doesn't conflict with Sony in any way. If they're just making action-adventure games all day, if they're making god of war and the last of us and 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 spider-man and stuff like this like who cares if call of duty is on game pass and it's on playstation nobody like it's not ruining anyone's bottom line the games are so diametrically opposed at this point that it's like i think gamers wouldn't be too too annoyed about that you know so it's it's an interesting chess move from spencer and i just i i yeah it's where that's going to end up where that's bananas where that yeah, where Call of Duty is actually going to end up is going to be I think that's really a big interesting. Question. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't think yeah people are talking in the chat about um, World of Warcraft. Yes. I absolutely believe oh. that's coming to console. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. Like, if people aren't working on that right now, I'd be amazed. Is it? I, I was thinking. I said in the chat there that um, I think you could do it via cloud gaming if it's too big to like have on a console. But mm. they, you know, they had Microsoft Flight Simulator on there that was like what hundred gig or something stupid. It was right. like crazy numbers at the beginning. It's a lot less now. Um, but you know that it, it, I wouldn't be surprised if you'd have it on there, even if it just means you've got to clear everything out to play it. <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if it ends up going on there. Yeah, I, I um, mean, I maybe, just yeah, maybe, you maybe you got a version slim down. Yeah, you got to look at the competition of World of Warcraft, which right now is Farmancy uh, fourteen, mm. and that that is the answer to it. Like people say, oh, you can't have World of Warcraft on the console; it won't feel the same. Final Fantasy fourteen is the answer to that. Um, it is on console. It does really really well on the console so that's that's the answer right there so mm. if people if people are sort of worried about world of warcraft and where it's going to go if anything this is going to be a good thing it's going to like even if they just release wow classic on the consoles you know like have it like separate servers or whatever like you could try that and it, it's it's absolutely come to console though i'm sorry but yeah there's <laughs> it's absolutely but yeah in terms of like exclusivity like so your yeah. your sort of bottom line is that you think that they're gonna keep 
Call of Duty on on the PlayStation. Do you think is that is that your gut feeling? I think so. And then, but I wouldn't be surprised either way. And if they if it doesn't if it goes, then I think it could be good news because I think then um, PlayStation would invest in getting a top of the line. Uh, they're going to look at reinventing the shooter. Like they're going to spend, you know, a lot of money in you know. a, a shooting game. Oh, will they? You know, that's that's another thing, isn't it, though? Because, like, will they just abandon shooting altogether like Nintendo have, right? Like, Nintendo have found that lane. Exactly, right? Like, Nintendo have found that they are the the family-friendly, like, everyone knows these old IPs sort of thing, like, and we'll just keep remaking these games over and over again, and that's the pocket mm-hmm. that they're in, and people love it. Mm-hmm. And I think PlayStation has very much carved themselves out to be the action-adventure masters, which they absolutely are, and they deserve it. Um mm. But, like, do they need to make a first-person shooter? Like, you know, this is the big question. Yes. Oh, we at Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Nikki. Christ. Like, the, oh, that Spyro. hurts my yeah. soul. Like, the fact that Crash Bandicoot and Spyro are now owned by Xbox is just... Yeah. That hurts a little bit. Like, Does that mean, though, we can have, like, a, a Microsoft Super Smash Brothers where they've got, like, Master Chief, Spyro, <laughs> Crash Bandicoot? People have been talking you know. about that. I think Jeff Grubb said something like, um, the best name for it would be like Super Smash Dudes or something. And it was just like, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's great. But yeah, I, I'm totally there with them. Yeah. No, that would be great. Um, have we talked about what? who else could be... Uh, what are we saying here? Um, what goes where? So is there, is there going to be any other changes to it? Can we think of anything else? No, I think everything else out? everything else is exclusive. Apart from everything at King, mm-hmm. um, Candy Crush is obviously still going to carry on as it is because it Candy just Crush. it literally prints money. Like uh, Something yeah. that's been overlooked a lot is that this whole acquisition allows Xbox to sort of step into the mobile ring because they never have. Like They, they really haven't had a presence in the mobile ring whatsoever, but now this allows them to be able to just be like, well, now we're in, and they just dropped yeah. this, this elephant in the room, and it's just like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, they just bought out King. Like that is a massive deal in and of itself, Huge. and that would have been like worthy of a of a news um, story as well. But like just rolled up in everything else. But I think everything else will yeah. probably be exclusive. Um, so yeah, it's just the Call of Duty so, one is just it's so big, like it's hard to yeah. ignore. But I ultimately we'll see, I guess. Yeah, we're talking about um, we're going to get a Halo Candy Crush probably next, where you play with like Halo rings and. I mean, more power to them. Like if they yeah. if they want to do that, you know, like a World of Warcraft Candy Crush. I don't know. Like uh, it yeah. could be we could do anything. You know, we yeah. we could put Candy Crush in the next Fable game if you wanted to. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah, they, they, like outside of obviously all, yeah. all of the IP crossover stuff, um, but just in terms of the freedom this gives the studios as well, like. Uh, the one thing which people don't realize like in terms of internal development, the freedom that you get from becoming a first party is just, it's astronomical. Like you don't have to depend on these um, yearly incomes constantly to survive pretty much. Not that Activision were ever like constantly trying to survive. They were making so much money. But in terms of like, they don't have to like, constantly think about, okay, we need to get this game out in the next year. Otherwise, like, it's it, we're on the line sort of thing. Like, this gives mm. them a lot of freedom to work on IP that they haven't worked on in a long time. Like, we could get a really good Tony Hawk's game, like an original Tony Hawk's game that isn't a remake soon because of this. We might get a really awesome Crash Bandicoot game from Toys for Bob yeah. because they shouldn't be working on Call of Duty, for Christ's sake. You know, like, they should be working on 
um, yeah. on these games. So like this, it allows a lot of freedom. That's the good side to all of this. It's the freedom yeah. that Activision, uh, Blizzard, and King get from this. Um, so that's that. That's an important thing to focus on more than anything outside of the exclusivity. And they will be exclusive. Like there's, yeah. Like I said, oh you, yeah, you don't you don't buy a company well, for this much and don't have exclusive games. Crash Bandicoot could be, yeah, it could be, it could do what, um, uh, you know, Crash Bandicoot. Um, oh wait, is it Banjo and Banjo Kazooie? Yep. Yeah. So those are all. The Choice Bob did that... Banjo Kazooie games. Like that would be awesome. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So we can have some new games of that sort of genre and Spyro. They're all old games where like the thirty-somethings are like remember they're the first games we started to play, uh, started to play, and um, yeah, we could have some remakes and that it could be great. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see that sort of thing uh, on the yeah. horizon soon. Uh, so what's next then? Winners and losers. Winners and so, losers. Who wins in this acquisition? So Kota go on, Chris. Yeah, biggest, I want to. I, I want to get your take for this first. Yeah. So Kotek is the biggest winner because he he gets to retire <laughs> with a hefty big lump sum, and, and he doesn't yacht. have to. And a yacht. And then by that time as well, he won't be the in the newspaper when the um, results of the lawsuits Activision Blizzard come out because it, it you know he's not in the company anymore mm. so he's not therefore responsible anymore um, and it would just be Microsoft that's going to be p- picking up the paycheck and that's one of the reasons why they've bought it now because they're, they're low low valued because that's that's a responsibility that Microsoft going to have to take they have to take on the, the burden of you know paying all the people that are going to need to be paid but I'm guessing that's yeah. going to be what the outcome is going to be <clears throat> so Kotex the biggest winner. Uh, play, uh, you know, players on both consoles, I think, are going to be winners because <clears throat> PlayStation have to respond to this. They have to spend some money in some places. Um, I was watching the Playwatch Listen podcast, and Mike Bithell was thinking that indie devs are going to be flocking over to PlayStation now because PlayStation are going to be in a situation where Game Pass is getting so big mm. and cool little indie games are being released on Game Pass that a critically acclaimed that are being talked about by the press that are getting good reviews that are little gems of games and so he was saying about when he first died um it the swing was over to sony with ps vita so this was what 13 uh 14 years ago ago, man god i I think i actually played thomas was alone on the vita so this yeah it sort of lines up yeah, and so now the swing is coming was has gone over to Xbox with mm. the Game Pass, and so there are these cool gems on Game Pass, and now it's very much in, in Xbox's uh, core. But what that means is PlayStation then need to respond to that because yeah. that, that's where the swing has happened with this acquisition. Like they've taken all these games, and so Sony are going to be the ones that are going to be uh, looking at where the new the new money's coming in. So who are the new indie devs? Uh, on the market and you know what games can we buy on the cheap and and publish and spend some money with marketing and you know show up these these new gems so i, I think that's the general competition then yeah yeah the general competition so yeah I, I, that's where i think the potential winners so you and me then people that are making uh you know indie games that might want to be releasing it on some sort of platform this is true. Uh, in the next few years i think that we would be silly not to um you know at least google sony you know Indie game. I, yeah, I think it might be a little bit of a time before that happens, but I think um, yeah, before my game is even even close to even being done. But 
Yeah, I, I can totally see that. Like, I think I think the general sort of consensus is that Sony is going to react. And if that's <laughs> going to be like through investing to indie developers or investing in the whole publisher themselves. Like I, I'm mm. personally of the opinion that PlayStation are poised to buy out uh, Square Enix. I think that's, a, I think that is probably going to happen eventually um, as a response to this. I think it's really the only publisher that makes sense for Sony more than anyone. Um, yeah. Or Nicky was saying by Capcom. Yeah, I mean Capcom yeah. is definitely on the table. Like they're, they're yeah. small enough for Sony to afford them, but I think Square Enix would be a a meaningful acquisition for Sony to like it, it's meaningful enough to sort of go toe to toe with the culturally anyway with the Activision uh, buyout. So it's yeah, yeah. I mean, although you know how, how what would it be if they bought out Ubisoft? So what if Sony bought out Ubisoft? Let's just throw that out there. What would that what would that mean? How would you react to that? Uh, what if Sony bought out Ubisoft? Yeah. I don't think that would yeah. happen, honestly. I don't think we'd sort of line up. I think there's a lot of conflicts of interest, <laughs> I guess, like in terms of our IPs and stuff. Like we make a lot of action adventure yeah. games and stuff. So it'll be, <clears throat> it could be either a really good thing or a really terrible thing for one or the other. Like that's. Yeah, there could be a lot of layoffs if they did that, I suppose. Yeah, no, well, not layoffs in particular, but just like certain IP would probably just be completely just out. trashed. Yeah, mm. sort of thing, and all Which other is not ones good for gamers. Yeah, I mean, other ones could come along, especially because if if Sony ever do like release a Metal Gear Solid remake at any point, like would they want a Splinter Cell game next to that sort of thing? And it's they're the sort of questions you got to ask. Like with even with The Last of Us and uh, Days Gone, you saw how they reacted to that. They just literally cut out Days Gone. I'm like, yeah, let's get rid of that. Have them work on The Last of Us, and then we can move forward with The Last of Us stuff. And gamers weren't happy about that, so you can imagine. No. Devs weren't happy. Gamers weren't happy. Yeah, yeah. Only Sony were happy with that decision. Yeah. So yeah. it's 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 kind of yeah. It's it's a weird situation about third party. I mean, it's because I've mentioned before that there's definitely benefits to third parties being bought out, and that's like removes the need to constantly work on DLC, like constantly work on loot boxes or cosmetics and stuff like that, because you don't need to put them in for like to make the extra cash for survival anymore. Um, mm it's just that is the deal with it sort of thing and it allows you a lot of freedom so personally like if 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 Ubisoft were bought out by anyone like I'm not sure how I would react like there's definitely good and bad points to both sides of that um but yeah it's tough man it's really tough but I know, I know people so, at Square Enix though that are openly talking about the idea of being bought out and like they're they're very much in the same position of like there's content pros to it but I, I, I do think Sony is poised for that yeah yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. That I think that that would make sense for them to do that. Um, it, so in terms of losers, uh, there's some people that think they are losers, and that these are the PlayStation owners thinking that they're going to be losing mm. Call of Duty. So we just don't know at this stage if they are going to be or not, do we? It's yeah. just all guesswork. I mean, so I at the minute, there are no losers. Yeah, I. I, I'm absolutely on the same page as you in terms of like I think this is great for competition. It drives competition on both sides. Like it, it allows Xbox to get into the ring properly and, and keep making these big swings with Game Pass. And also means that PlayStation have to constantly like adapt and overcome this if they can. And I think like the the biggest losers in this, as you say, are the PlayStation owners that are currently worrying. Like especially the big sort of Call of Duty fans. Like I was think like when this news broke, I was really. The only people I was really thinking about was like the hardcore like Call of Duty fan base that are in Japan right now. So the you, ca- 
Well, I was thinking about the casual. I was thinking about the, oh, the casual casuals. player. Yeah, yeah. Because the casual player are going to have Call of Duty, and the casual player is more likely going to have a PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Just when you look at the numbers about who's got what console. Like my brother and his mates, they're all casual gamers, and they all get together on like a Wednesday and they play Call of Duty. Right. Are they going to all buy an Xbox so that they can carry on with that tradition, or what are they going to do? There's lots of yeah. people in that position where they're like, "Oh man, I was thinking about buying a PlayStation." Or I bought a new PlayStation, and now it might not have the only thing that I play. Yeah, this is this is why, forward. like the whole the whole idea of like we got to get out of this sort of console wars mindset. It's a content wars mindset now. Like it's very much about the subscription services. So the answer to that is like, hey, I don't have a PlayStation Five, or I sorry, I don't have an Xbox Series X. I can't play Call of Duty this year. You absolutely can sign up to Game Pass. It's like you can stream the games over line. That's that's the vision of the future. I'm not saying that's how it should be right now because mm. it's still th- with latency and things like that. It's obviously still a problem. Um, but that is the goal: is to remove the need to buy the hardware altogether. Is to remove that gateway, and that's the the ultimate goal of Phil Spencer, I think. And that's why it's probably going to be pushed over to. Um, that's why he's trying to push Game Pass onto PlayStation. And this is another point towards that is be like okay mm-hmm. your fans no longer have access to um to world of warcraft because that's now on console like we're speaking like five years in the future don't have access yeah. to world of warcraft don't have access to um starfield they don't have access to halo they don't have access to call of duty they don't have access to all of these ip like fable like just just banger after banger like all like the elder scrolls 6 which is huge like that's going to be a massive game it's going to be like a 20 yeah. million dollar uh, 20 million unit game when it eventually comes out um all of this stuff stacks up and it's like okay if playstation just fold and put game pass on their on their system so they can just download it and then everyone's happy sort of thing like we will get to yeah. this promised land of being able to play anything on everything provided you got the right subscription to whatever because it's going to yeah. happen eventually we're going to get to the point where computers just get smaller and smaller and smaller and be able to yeah. put them in tvs and you won't even have to buy a console anymore it'll just be it'll be another netflix you know what i mean um so yeah. we've got to and we've got to shift to that happening. mindset and this is all happening at a time when god of war is like the most popular game on on steam so yeah. uh, so you know and they did what is it 12 million 15 million copies so far yeah like uh in total of that of that ip so Rightfully so. Just yeah. legs for it to just, you know, that's the sort of game where anyone can play that game and anyone can get can enjoy that game. It's like so mass appeal. Um, and yeah, it seems like they might, Sony might be realizing that, oh, maybe we are blocking potential customers with this hardware and maybe we need to start opening up the gates a bit more and yeah. getting our games. I mean, uh, that's, that's, know, that's the thing. Platforms. Like people are worried about this whole story of being like oh we're going to go back to the realm of exclusivity and like everyone's gated off and playing whatever they want and all this sort of stuff but ultimately i think like over the past sort of few years more than ever especially because sony's now moving over to pc as well more than ever like you can play games on pretty much anything like i I saw a screenshot the other day of someone playing uh halo with a dual sense controller on an ipad and like the caption was like i i love modern gaming and it's like yes that's exactly mm. what this is about like it's about yeah. being able to play on anything wherever you want on whenever you want and through a 15 dollar a month subscription which is ludicrous if you think about the value in that it's just it's 
It's unmatched yeah. sort of thing. So the fact that we're heading more towards this, I'm all in for this. Like, there's obviously going to be the the physical retro gamers that are just angry about like, oh, I want my physical games with my instruction manuals, God damn it, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I get, get it. That. I get it. Yeah. But if I can get to the point where I'm spending $60 a month, this is my main hobby, $60 a month to have access to everything that Nintendo, PlayStation, and Xbox have to offer me just $60 a month, I'm happy to pay it. I, and I, that's the point I want to get to. I, I would love to get to the, the cable subscription ver- version of the video games industry. I really of would. video games. Yeah. Because yeah. then you just, nothing's off limits. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've had this conversation before. Like we, we play a game once and then it sits on the shelf for three years. If we ever touch it again, like uh, I'm okay for me not to touch games again and just buy special editions of the games that I really love, you know, like yeah. that's the, that's where I want to get to. But I don't know. How do you feel about this? Uh, yes, I've been shifting. I I, I was a, I, I buy a game, I sell the game after I've completed it, and then that money goes towards buying another game just because the budget I had was limited to buy games, even though I love them. Um, and that has been shifting since Game Pass because it's so cheap and it's so affordable and it's like, it it's it's comparable to what I was doing in terms of the money I was spending. I was maybe buying a few AAA titles every year. The last the last generation, for sure, I'd buy like a few, maybe five or six um, AAA titles every year. Yeah. Um, and I'd be, you know, shelling out full price for that. And then when I was done with it, I would trade it in. And then with, with the money I'd get from the trade-in, I'd buy a new one. That's kind of roughly like 10, 15 quid a month. So... It's the same, except now I have access to all these games. Yeah, hundreds, so hundreds I, of I games. I still don't have the physical copy of the game, and um, I, I'm just being able to play a load more, load more games, like a load more variety. So I'm, being, I'm completing less games, which is interesting. So I don't mm. know how I feel about that because before, if I'd bought a game, they'd have that investment, like it's physically there. It's the only thing I've got. I'm gonna complete it because I've got nothing else to do. I just might not have enjoyed it as much. So now, I'm enjoying games more, and I'm feeling okay about turning off games if I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. So I never, it? Yeah, I didn't turn off a game. I might have turned off the first game, which might have been Assassin's Creed. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're okay. Which I've not come back to. To be um, fair, I like for, you know, full disclosure, I'm working on Assassin's Creed at the moment. I have still not finished Valhalla. Like that's... <laughs> That's the deal. I'm, I'm not even kidding. Like hot take, hot, hot take. take. But it, it's Valhalla it, Dev hasn't finished game. Right, it's, <laughs> game's way too long, man. <laughs> it's way too long. I don't have the time for that. I've got games to make. You know. <laughs> yeah, you've got your own game to make. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, it's, it, it's interesting how this acquisition sort of ties into all that, and and how it sort of it, it is a sort of a um a moment to. To look back and 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 see where we have come and where we're going to and and it, we've come so far up until now these last few years have been monumental changes yeah. this acquisition is a monumental change yeah. and so that means that change. this has changed what the future of games was going to be so whatever was going to happen prior to this acquisition if it never happened that is not now not going to happen and yeah. now all these new things are going to happen like microsoft is fulfilling whatever they're plan was but we just didn't know what their master plan was sony have to react to this they have to um, yeah without a doubt it, yeah because they all they need to be in deep water is just have a couple of flops like um we know that a, a sony uh, exclusive can divide opinion like like 
and have news cycles for months yep. and lose and yeah, potentially I mean, lose. G- Game Array just mentioned that a minute ago. It says, never yes. mind the story, The Last of Us really dividing a fan base. Like, say that again. Yep. So if, if the new God of War and if the new uh, Horizon games have something controversial in them, you know, lose some players, just are terrible games, which they look amazing at the moment, but we're just being shown the best version. Right. Because it's obviously what the marketing's doing. Yep. We don't know what they're like yet. Mm. They just need to flop twice. And PlayStation are looking really, really in in hot water. Yeah, I mean, this is the same problem which uh, Nintendo have, which is they they really only have like two releases a year. Like if, if we're being like kind of conservative about it, um, being mm. liberal, they've got like three or four games maybe a year. Like re- like big hitters that are just like, okay, this is the thing that's going to make us money this year. Um, if one of those fails, like that's like six months of profit just down the toilet pretty much. Um, obviously it's kind of hard to fail as Sony especially if you just put the time the, the effort and the quality into games which they absolutely do and the, yeah. um, the proof is in the pudding as they say um, so it's it's kind of hard for that to happen but it could absolutely happen I mean Days Gone just did not uh, perform very well in terms of uh, how it was received and it took many many months of that game to be also put on PC and, and obviously the uh, uh, PlayStation Plus service for people to get it for free um, before that game really started making numbers. Mm. Uh, and that's the sort of thing that we're talking about. What if that is a God of War? What if Horizon Forbidden West is like Days Gone was? What if it only got to 7 out of 10? And it's just seven. like, you know, like th- this is the thing that Sony's now focusing and the pressure is just, it's the just pressure insurmountable at this point. The pressure for those devs for Horizon and God of War I must be even, crazy. I can't even imagine, man. Like that is, imagine getting that email from like Herman Holtz, just like, yo, don't mess this up. <laughs> like, okay. It's down to you. It's down to you guys. <laughs> yeah. You know, you've got to see us through. Yeah. Like it's tough, yeah. man. It's really, really tough. Uh, so yeah, I mean, this, again, it, it just <clears throat> drives competition for, um, for Sony to do something by, yeah, who, who knows if that's through an acquisition, or if it means that they're putting more quality forward, if it means, you know, um, them putting out a, a Game Pass service, which absolutely knocks it out of the park, which has got all the PlayStation 1, 2, and 3 backwards compatibility installed into it, which I, I'm sort of doubting at this point. Um, mm. But who knows? Like, But the, the answer is, to all of that, regardless, is that Sony needs to do something. Mm-hmm. Anything. Like this year. Wake yeah. up, boys, because it yeah. is go time. Like you need to, yeah. yeah this is not going to go away, and I think the Sony execs have sort of figured that out now. And I think Herman Holster, the uh, at the head of all of this, is has got a lot of pressure to sort of deliver on whatever Spartacus is going to be, because that is going to be the big sort of deal. But yeah, who knows, man? This probably isn't even going to be the biggest story of the year. Like who knows? <laughs> Do you reckon? Yeah, I mean, I mean, anything is possible at this point, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we've just had news story after news story after news story. Because like with uh, Bethesda, like um, that was we thought that was the biggest story of the decade, right? And then the um, the Take Two, like the numbers involved in their acquisition, was just we thought that was crazy. And then yeah, and now this comes along and blows all that out of the water. So I think the only yeah. news story that could be bigger than this, honestly, is Game Pass eventually coming to Nintendo Switch. I think that's going to happen yeah. this year. Right. Yes, yeah, so you made that prediction in our in our prediction. I, I still think yeah. that's going to happen. I I don't know when, but if there's any company that sort of needs that injection, 
for third-party content, it's definitely Nintendo. And I don't think PlayStation are willing to cross that bridge with Nintendo because they're so very similar in terms of like stubbornness and they're both Japanese companies. And while it would be great for gamers and stuff like that, it would be fantastic. But I, I still think the there's more to be gained from an Xbox-Nintendo um, crossover. But who knows? Maybe... Yeah, I just... I think something is going to happen with Nintendo and one of the one of the others. Like, you just... You touched on um, the reaction uh, on the Japanese market, to, mm. uh, but we didn't... I think I cut you off. Um, so how, how is it being received in, in Japan, do you know? Like, is this... The, is the news story, like... Oh, Call of Duty's ending because no one's got an Xbox. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, there, there is that. I mean, because the hardcore sort of Call of Duty fan base in Japan like sort of put a blunt end on this but xbox just does not have a footprint in japan whatsoever like i think their install rate is something between like seven and ten percent of the industry is xbox um compared to like 40 percent in the west which is just nobody owns an xbox basically it's just it's not really a thing over there Mm. Um, everyone's got a playstation because it's a japanese company it's well known it's established like it's just that is the console that you buy um so like game pass is starting to make rumblings over there now so it'll be really interesting to see what this does over the next sort of couple of months and how it starts getting reported on over there i've listened to a couple of podcasts and just they're as shocked as everyone else like they didn't see this coming sort of thing but at the end of the day they're looking at this like okay it's an american company buying out another american company so they're probably a bit more understanding about it than we are Mm. um if it was it that's interesting. A... I never thought about it like that in, mm. in terms of international, internationally. Like, I ne- it never struck me that it was an American company buying an American company. I yeah. didn't have that that framework. Yeah, so it's, a, it's a globalist mindset that we've got about this thing now. But I think in a place like Japan, where it's a lot harder to get information, but if, you, if you're like the only language that you speak is Japanese um, and you've got no idea about what's happening, you only get like third hand information, like for the most part. Um, this sort of makes sense to them. It's like if if PlayStation bought out Square Enix, that would make more sense than Xbox buying out Square Enix. But why would that be the case? It's because they're both Japanese companies, right? Yes. And it's it's yeah. something so simple as that. But I think they uh, they have that perspective on it, which we sort of we we've sort of lost sight of the trees with wood in that. You know, like of yeah, they're, they're probably a bit more understanding about it than we are. Yeah, yeah, quite possibly, quite possibly. Um, so how long have we been going now? Do we have time to do... We've been going for an hour. Has that been an hour? Yeah. Okay. I mean, Up we can... What do you want to do? Uh, was there anything else that you wanted to touch on about this whole... <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I think we co- I think we did, a, we did the impossible, Vin, and we covered it in an hour. Yeah. I mean, aside of the rabbit holes that we could have gone down. Yeah, there's there was a lot of stuff to talk about. Like to talk about this briefly, actually, one thing I did want to mention real quick was a uh, thing from Jeff Keeley. Sorry, I'm gonna dunk on Keeley for a minute because he deserves it from time to time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Keeley put out a tweet that says, "If you're wondering about the other big companies that could be acquired, here's some that remains with their market capitals." And he's listed EA at 38 billion, Take Two 18. Uh, Nexon, uh, Bandai Namco at 15, Embracer, 10 billion. Uh, yeah, it goes down like Ubisoft at 7 billion, Konami, 6 billion, Square Enix, 5.6 billion. Uh, these numbers, um, they're complete garbage. Don't 
don't take any. I think I retweeted them. I think I, yeah, I think I added up the total and then tweeted it like this is still on the table in the market. So it's not Monopoly. So yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's My bad. No, no, no. It's like you're, you're right in that point of why you retweet this. Like these are all the other companies that are still in play. Um, but the numbers themselves next to these, these are not the the acquisition prices. You can't just go out and buy Square Enix for 5.6 billion. That is not how this works. There's a lot no. of other factors into this. And, and the factors are like, you know, how much revenue they're making, what they plan to make, uh, development costs, all this sort of stuff. Like there's so many other things. So that um, 5.6 billion for Square Enix for PlayStation, for example, is probably somewhere between 15 to 20 billion. That's that's what we're talking about here. That's why EA is like such a gorilla like sort of thing uh, at thirty eight billion, which I don't think EA is ever going to get bought out. Their their ties are too finely and in, like interwoven with um, licensed IP like Madden yeah. and yeah. Uh, FIFA and things like that. You couldn't just sell because yeah. what does that mean? It's like okay, is, uh, is FIFA going to be exclusive? Everything, yeah. It's like yeah. no, it's not. That that's why we saw MLB the show uh, come to Xbox because. The major league station advertising. Yeah, exactly. Because the major league baseball association turned around and said, "Yeah, we're not an exclusive game. We want those numbers that you know those other guys are getting as well. Like put this on other platforms." And PlayStation reluctantly had to do that for their licensing. Mm. Um, So, like EA is just a complete yarn ball of that. It's just a mess of licensing. So I think it's going to be almost impossible to buy out someone like EA, but someone like Square Enix and Ubisoft. I think Square Enix is, is probably the most juiciest, the next juicy I think, apple. I think that's the one. Yeah. It's the lowest hanging fruit, I think. I do but, think that's yeah. the one that's next. Um, I think yeah. Ubisoft is definitely on the table for like a year from now or something. Like after this deal is done with Xbox, maybe even Xbox will dive into Ubisoft. I think they would probably fit Xbox quite well. Um, but who knows? Like it's it's kind of nuts, but yeah, like in terms of this, uh, this these numbers that Jeff Keighley's put, it's 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 BS. Don't don't take any, don't take anything from this. It's stupid. Like the fact, like the fact that he did it is really irresponsible. Actually, like it's just yeah, stupid. Because that's yeah. not how this works, <laughs> like at all. So no, that's not how acquisitions work. It's no. not yeah. The price is what someone's willing to buy, to pay it for and what you're willing to sell it for. That's what the price is. It's not they don't have price tags. Exactly. It's not like pick it up off the shelf. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's a lot of deals that have to be cut. Like if they're on a rise, if they're on a low, um, depends how well they're doing, how badly they're doing. Like Activision were on a low. Like they Xbox made an offer that was acceptable to Activision at the time based on the dip that they went because Activision knew as well. Like, hey, we've cashed in on this Call of Duty thing as much as we can. We, we literally can't make any more money off it at this point. We don't know what to do with it. Let's just sell up and make like the last bit of cash that we can. Say last bit of cash, but you know, sixty-eight billion dollars is not cash change that you have in your back pocket. But yeah, it's pretty big payday. Yeah, pretty big payday. Big payday. Um, so oh, we didn't talk about uh potential losers, uh, being accountants, HR people at Activision Blizzard. Oh yeah, they're probably gonna clean house. Layoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. There'll be some layoffs and there'll be a restructure, hopefully, for the HR side of things, uh, you know, because that's been in the press of being such a poorly run 
Yeah, that's if they haven't been. That's if they made. haven't already had a restructure now. Them companies, which I'm sure they have. Like at this yeah, point, they probably they haven't they probably been ignoring have. this. Like stuff has probably been fixed. It's just it doesn't get picked up by the media. Yeah, like we, when stuff gets fixed, yeah, it's not going to be like oh, yeah, there's one little never. thing that's happened that's good. Yeah, yeah Activision's like making improvements that you're never going to see that headline. It's the same thing. What when all this sort of stuff happened with uh, Ubisoft last year? Like just mm. constantly fixing stuff, like internal announcements constantly. Like, we changed this, we've done this, this new person's in charge, this person's out, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Just mm. crickets in the media. But then you get one tweet from someone's like, oh, I really haven't felt like anything's changed. And it just it blows up into this, like, Bloomberg story by Jason Schreier because, you know, unionization and how amazing it is. It's your best mate. I, f- I dislike Jason Schreier. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's kind of... It's a, it's a very weird situation. So I wouldn't be surprised if the HR sort of people haven't already been fixed. You know, like I really wouldn't be yeah. surprised at all. So yeah, I mean, Phil so Spencer's got a big might... job. Yeah, but they still unfortunately will probably have layoffs. You know, you can't, yeah. Without just with the structures of things, unfortunately. So those are some things that, that, that aren't ideal. Yeah. But I think the positives that way, well, if anyone's listening to this that might get made fired, you know, might be fired. Don't mean this disrespectfully, but I think that positives outweigh the negatives. Like a few people going, that's sure. bad. But yeah, yeah. I U- ultimately, that. I this means that. this. Like the biggest losers in this, I guess, are like the the rabid sort of uh, Sony fanboys. Like, unfortunately, it's just like they're they're the biggest losers in this because it's it, mm. it's a massive blow for them. Like they they yeah. don't really know how to. In terms of like their this. street cred, yeah, like yeah. what they feel is important to them, it's Which not is good dumb. for them. Yeah, but ultimately, yeah. it means more. It means better games from Activision. Like from what will like I, I do believe like the Activision Blizzard name will be completely dissolved within the next few it years. It would just it would just the, the it'll be the Xbox Games Studios. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon. Like so. if that's yeah, one name you want to get rid of, it's that. Oh yeah, that's the one. It's poisoned. It's yeah. It's not worth anything. The name now. Yeah, and they're gonna dissolve that, and you're never gonna know like who is where or what's doing what. And it's a clean slate in a good way, I guess, like for their reputation. But hmm. it's also like a bad thing, like if anyone sells the company that was sort of shielded from any of that, which I highly doubt yes. many of them remain. But I've heard that Microsoft have got a good reputation of having good solid HR and that people tend to be quite happy there in the Microsoft studios. And I've heard, I've heard the things from, yeah, I've heard things of people saying it was, it's pretty generally good. And that comes from the top. So that comes all the way, you know. Yeah, um, yeah so that's, that's all good news. So yeah, that's the only thing. I yeah, think. It, it's re- it's really hard to find like bad points about this acquisition. Obviously, like there's people that don't like globalist sort of um, acquisitions and like the consolidation of conglomerate companies and stuff. Like they don't like that, and I get that. Like I I I can understand like how people think that is an L, but overall, I think you're right that there's there's so many things that outweigh the negative on this deal that. Uh, as the more I stand back and look at it, the more I'm thinking, you know what? A lot of good stuff could come out of this. There's a lot yeah. of companies that are waiting, that have been crawling to make a good game that they've had in the back of their minds, but they've been just on this cycle of just putting games like, like a good Call of Duty game. You know, like you see elements of it and they've definitely got the production values and all that sort of stuff, but give them an extra year. It just makes what a difference. Could, yeah, polish off an extra year of polish could, yeah, yeah. really, yeah. I'm hoping so. Yeah, longer lead times on games, better games. Uh, keep the AAA length around 40, 50 hours. 
I'm looking at you, Finn. Stop blaming me for for <laughs> Assassin's Creed. It's not me. <laughs> and lots of lots of little cool weekend games. That's if this, if that's what happens off the back of this, then that's going to be it's going to be good. Yeah. I, I, overall, um, like to sort of cap this off, like how how are you feeling? Like this is going to go? Do you do you seriously? Like, is there any credence to any of these like weird sort of? fanboy points of like oh it's a monopoly it's bad um this is like uh, like ultimately like where are we going to be in a year's time you know is this how we're going to feel about this is it yeah. still going to be good or bad well we got we got horizon coming out soon and i still haven't bought a ps5 i'm gonna buy a ps5 i just i'm i'm feeling uneasy about it now i'm feeling like do i sell it after god of war comes out that's where i am at the minute mm. Because is there anything on the horizon that's going to really pique my interest? Uh, oh, no, there on was the horizon, one. I got you. On that the was horizon. funny. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> on the west horizon. Yeah. Um, yeah, I probably won't. I'll probably keep it. But I'm just like, it's a lot of money just for two or three games. I'm excited I mean, about. the thing the thing that I would counter-argue to that is the um, PlayStation Sparkers. When that, whenever yeah. that comes out, I think the value there is going to be great. Um, if it mm. is the same as, as Game Pass in terms of Here's 400 games, uh, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2. I struggle to believe that PlayStation 3 will be there outside of streaming. Um, all of these games, like 15 bucks a month, go for it sort of thing. Like if, that is, if that's what they do, I mean, the value of PlayStation is just going to fly up in my opinion. But who knows? Yep. Who knows? Yep. It's going to mean that we're going to have an interesting podcast in the next couple of years, I guess. Indeed. This, I mean, always be something to talk about. Sort of cap this off. This is the biggest news story of the decade, if not ever, in the games industry. I remember when I was a kid and the merger of Squaresoft and, and NX happened, and I was like, oh my God, this changes everything. Like, that is like the, it's kind of laughable that we were like even, you know, talking about Bethesda acquisition by Xbox six months ago as like the biggest thing ever it's the biggest thing ever. nothing else is going to cap it this is just ridiculous like it's it's astronomical it's just out of control it's it will happen it's going to go through how big are microsoft pocket of microsoft's pockets are there is their bank account empty or have they you know oh they're they're in the trillions like yeah this is still i mean this was a meeting between like i i would have loved to have been in that meeting between phil spencer and um uh, what you call it, Bill Gates? Like that would have been that would have been interesting. Yeah, yep. I'd have loved that. that Although that would have been a fly on the wall. I don't even know if Gates is like officially. He's probably not even aware. Mean. Yeah, I don't think he is. I think he might have. I think he might step aside that sort of stuff. Mm, maybe. Who knows? Anyway, but yeah, massive, massive story. Um, we will definitely be talking about it over the coming weeks. I'm sure. Like if, yes. even if we don't want to talk about it, I'm sure like it'll keep coming up because it is just yeah. such a massive monumental sort of story. And we will get into like the nitty gritty of like the individual points as they sort of come along. So please like and subscribe and um, follow us along. Yeah. Comment, Christ. Like we really appreciate everyone that's joined us today. Uh, and Nikki yeah, Gamer Ray, uh, Berkoff, like really appreciate you uh, coming in and um, giving us a chat. Like it's- it's some sharing some thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, been- it definitely helps. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll we'll get into like the World of Warcrafts coming to console eventually, and the Starcraft getting a revive and all this sort of stuff. Like, we'll eventually get around to all those stories. But yeah. you'll have to forgive us. That's where we're gonna have to leave it for today. <laughs> yeah. um, but in the meantime, where can we find your uh, social media, Vin, so people can find you? So you're an Ubisoft concept artist, and you also are making an indie game. So I'm guessing you got some 
social media channels. Yeah, I mean, you can write me a letter at PO Box. I'm joking. Don't do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'm on uh, Twitter. You can find me at Hillfort Games. Uh, I post all my indie stuff there mostly. Um, I'm also on ArtStation, which is Vin Hill Art. Um, some of my Rainbow Six Extraction concept art is probably going to get released within the next week. So if you are into Oops. that sort of stuff, then, you know, give me a follow and a like, and you'll see some of that sort of stuff on there. But Chris, sir, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Acrylic Pixel. And I've got a TikTok now. Oh, God, you're one of those. I've got a TikTok, yeah, and it's Acrylic <sighs> Pixel. Do you dance Sorry. around? Do you, do you put, like, stupid music over no, stuff? No, I just put my indie game uh, screenshots that I put on Twitter. I Everything that I put on Twitter, I just copy and paste it onto TikTok. Right. And I just get, like, ten times the views. So, okay, it's just as long as you don't start putting the uh, the robo voice over stuff. That moment Check when you did my... yeah. This is my new menu system for my game. No. In no, really enthusiastic female voice. Don't when, do maybe when I'm ramping up, ramping up to launch, I might do that. <laughs> Please check do out that. my bouncy balls <laughs> exploding and your game. bouncy your bouncy balls. Yeah, you have to check out my game now to understand what that reference in reference to. Maybe you don't. Maybe you just like leave it. With just leave that. it there. Yeah, just leave yeah. it right there. Yeah. Game array. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good place to wrap it up. Yeah, we should absolutely wrap it up. Uh, again, thank you very much, everyone, for joining us, and uh, please give us a like, a comment, and subscribe, and all that sort of good stuff. Uh, and we will definitely be here next week talking about yeah. this sort of stuff. So until yeah. then, Bye-bye. so long. Go play some video games. <laughs> Bananas. <laughs>